This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our Christmas series called Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life. In these messages, Rick shares how Jesus came to earth to enlighten and transform us. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with the final part of a message called, When God Changes Your Plans. God wants you to trust Him. That's why He doesn't explain it to you all in advance. He wants you to trust Him. Jesus said this to the 12 disciples who were following Him. In John 13, verse 7, He said to them, You don't understand now what I'm doing, but you'll understand it later. (laughs) I could give you a hundred examples from my life of that. Or what was going on in my life at that moment, I had no idea why this was going on. I didn't understand it at all. I just hadn't the slightest idea why I was going through what I was going through. Jesus said, you don't understand it now, but you you will later. Why? Because God wanted us to trust him. God wants me to trust. Imagine how God's plan tested Joseph's faith. Would you believe it if your fiance came to you and you knew that you had not had intimate relationships with your fiance and she comes and tells you, by the way, honey, I'm pregnant and the father is God. That would be a test of faith. Imagine how that tested not just Joseph's faith, but Mary's faith. You see, God's plan was so different than their own plan. Let's just get married and settle down in the village and Joseph, you can, you can be a carpenter. All they could do when they didn't understand was trust. And, and that's what you're gonna have to do in those moments when you don't understand why the plan isn't going the way you planned it. And I, I thought God told me to start this business and now it's going bankrupt or whatever. Mary and Joseph, think about this. They did not even have all of the promises that we have today. We have the New Testament to encourage us when we don't know what makes makes no sense. They didn't have the promise of Romans 8, 28, but we do. Look at that verse again. The Bible says, We know that all that happens to us is working for our good if we love God and we're fitting into his plans. They didn't have that promise. You know it. You've heard me teach on it hundreds of times. They didn't have that promise. Why doesn't God explain his plan to us in advance? I think there's a couple reasons. First, I think uh, we wouldn't likely understand it. My brain isn't big enough to 
to understand all the ways of God. If I could understand why God does everything he does, I'd be God. And I'm not, and you're not. As I said many times, it's like an ant trying to understand the internet. My brain capacity as a human being isn't big enough to understand all the ways of God. So I couldn't probably understand all of the factors in, in history. But the second reason is God just wants us to trust him. The Bible tells us over and over the only way to please God, the only way to please God is not through ritual, not through rules, not through regulations, not through religion, but through faith. There on your outline, Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So, what do you do when your plans fall through? Whether they're little plans like this weekend or big plans. When life doesn't make sense, you keep on trusting. You just keep on trusting. God wants me to trust him. I, I, God wants me to trust his wisdom. God trust, wants me to trust his timing. God wants me to trust his love. God wants me to trust his promises. Listen, my friends, you guys know I love you. I pray for you all the time. I love you. And I teach you these things because I love you. When your plans get changed, it is always, always a test. Every time your plans get changed, your faith is being tested. And you're, you have to come down to the question, who am I gonna trust more, myself or God? Am I gonna trust God's wisdom, his love, his promises, or am I gonna just trust my feelings? How reliable are those? The truth is none of us know what's gonna happen, but I can be certain of this, and you can be certain of this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. It is a good plan. No one can ruin your life. Listen to me. No one can ruin your life. Other people can't ruin your life. Satan can't ruin your life. He doesn't have that much power. The only person who can mess up your life is you because of the choices you make. I can tell you this, no matter what happens next year, God's gonna change some of your plans. God will change some of my plans. And I can tell you that God will be with you no matter what happens. And I can tell you this, that cooperating with God's plan is really the only rational way to live. It's the only way that makes sense. Rather than to rebel against my creator, that makes no sense. The God who made me and created me for his plan and purpose, why would I rebel against his plan and purpose? How good's that gonna work? Am I gonna win on that battle? No. Now let me just give you, as I kind of wrap this up, a verse I hope you'll put on a card and memorize. I really hope you'll memorize this. Psalm 138.8. Psalm 138.8 says this. The Lord will work out his plans 
for my life. The Lord will work out his plans for my life for his faithful love endures forever. That's one to hold on to. How do I know when I'm not trusting God's plan? How do you know when you're not trusting God's plan? Oh, it's real simple. Two warning lights, frustration and fear. Frustration and fear are the signs blinking loudly going, warning, danger, Will Robinson, that you are not trusting God's plan, you're trusting your plan. Fear and frustration. What's all this have to do with Christmas? Christmas is the revealing of God's plan. All through the Old Testament, God is hinting that he's got a big plan. But the people of the Old Testament didn't know the plan like we do. We're looking back because the plan, God's big plan, was revealed at Christmas. And what's that plan? Ephesians chapter three, verses nine to 11. And it says this, God's secret plan has now been revealed to us. And it is a plan centered on Christ, designed long ago according to his good pleasure. And this is his plan, that at the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ. Everything in heaven and everything on earth. And that was his plan for all of eternity. And it is now carried out through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Stop freaking out about what's going on in the world. Stop getting so upset and getting ulcers over. Stop listening to the news. Just stop listening to it, because it's all bad. And let me let you in on a little secret. It's not even news anymore, it's all opinion. The last thing you need are more opinions. Christ did not die for opinions. He died for the truth. And he died to set us free. So stop getting so uptight and so upset. God has a plan. And it started before the foundation of the earth. But it was revealed at Christmas. That's why he sent Jesus to be your savior. Not just to save you from sin. But to save you from all the effects of sin in your life. And that's why the best news is the news of Christmas. Luke 2, 11. Today, a savior has been born for you. It's Christ. Christ the Lord. Have you accepted that Jesus as your savior? You know, you can celebrate Christmas year after year and never really accept the gift. Every one of us here tonight are, are in this one of three spiritual categories. Every one of us. You're in one of these three categories. Some of us are seekers. You're still searching for God. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with being a seeker. We all start that way. 
the wise men were seekers. Wise men still seek Christ. It's a sign of wisdom to seek God. It's okay to be a seeker. Take the time to make the right decision. But if you'll let God guide you, just as God guided the wise men to Bethlehem, God guided you here saying, all right, this is it. I'm offering you the solution to the, the problems and the pain and the frustration. Some of us are seekers, but at some point we have to stop beacon seekers and we move to the second category, saved. Some of us are saved. You already have a relationship to Christ and you've accepted him as your savior. It's not like you know about him, you know him. You have a relationship with him. You're confident that your past has been forgiven. You have a purpose for living. You have a home in heaven. That's the second category. Some of us are third category, which I would call stumblers. And you know Jesus, but you've lost your way. And you've lost your contact. Maybe COVID caused you to lose your contact with the Lord. Maybe years ago you felt close to God, but somehow he just got crowded out of your life. This Christmas season, come home to Christ. It's not hard. If you feel far from God, guess who moved? God didn't move. You did. And you were only a step away Now, regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, I'm gonna pray a prayer right now and I wanna encourage you to follow me in this Christmas prayer. And as I pray it, you can just say, me too. Let's bow our heads. Just pray this prayer. Dear God, in your mind, just say this in your mind. Dear God, I realize you've been trying to get my attention. And I've known something was missing all my life. I just didn't know it was you. I admit I've been focusing on my plan, not yours. If you've been a seeker, say, Lord, I've been a seeker, but tonight I'm, I'm stepping across the line from seeker to saved. If you've been a stumbler, say, I'm, I'm coming back to you tonight. I want things to change. Thank you for reminding me that you sent Jesus to be my savior. This Christmas, I again accept your gift of salvation. Jesus, I wanna turn from my own ways and start following you. I know that my own ways often end in dead ends. I wanna learn to love you and trust you. And I'm asking you to replace the confusion in my life with your clarity and replace the pain and problems and pressure in my life with your peace. Replace my guilt with your forgiveness and replace my fear of death with your gift of eternal life. I wanna accept the Christmas gift of Jesus tonight. I humbly ask this in your name. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Rick. 
If you just prayed to accept Jesus Christ into your heart, congratulations. You're now my brother or sister in the Lord, and you need to tell somebody. And why don't you tell me? Write to me, rick at pastorrick.com. Just email me, rick at pastorrick.com, and tell me your story. I would love to read it. And by the way, I'll send you some free material to help you start in your new journey with the Lord. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. Here's Rick to tell you more. Let's be honest about this time of year. At the end of every year, there are so many ministries that ask for you to support them in the end of year giving. And you know what? We believe in every ministry that proclaims the name of Jesus, and we thank God for them. And I know it can be difficult to decide who to give to. So let me just give you some biblical foundations for giving, some simple guidelines for end of year giving. You might think of these three or four things. Number one, give to the ministry that God tells you to support. Go to God, pray to him, ask him, say, God, who do you want me to support? And you know what? I support you giving to whoever God tells you to give to. And if it's not daily hope, I still support you to give to who God tells you to give to. So pray and ask God. Second, never give when you feel pressured. The Bible says in Corinthians that we are to never give under pressure or compulsion or under guilt. So if you ever feel guilty about giving, don't give because God tells you in the word not to give at that time. Give because you want to give, not out of guilt or pressure. Number three, give to where you support and believe in the goals of that particular ministry. Now, every ministry has different goals. You know the goals of Daily Hope. Our goal is ultimately to take the good news, the gospel, to the 3,000 tribes left in the world that have no Bible, no believer, and no body of Christ, no church. This is the final frontier. That's our goal. It's called the Great Commission. Now, other churches and other ministries have other goals, and that's fine. Some only have the goal of just preaching in America. That's nothing wrong with that. But if you believe in and have a heart for going to the last, the least, and the lost. This would be a ministry you should consider supporting because I don't know others that are doing what we're doing, trying to go to these final 3,000 tribes. And then finally, give where your gift will be multiplied. For instance, at the end of every year, there is a donor to Daily Hope who offers to give a matching grant to apply to any donation that we receive before the end of the year. Now, what this means is that for every dollar you're able to give this month to Daily Hope, it's going to be doubled. That donor will match it. That multiplies your gift, like the little boy who brought his loaves and fishes to Jesus, and Jesus fed the 5,000. If you give $25 to uh, Daily Hope this month, the matching grant will match it at $25. If you're able to give $100, the matching grant will add another $100. That multiplies your gift. I would consider that as a factor in where to give during this month. Now, let me just say this. If you can't help us financially, that's okay. I understand. But I would ask that you pray for us. 
I'm so grateful for those of you who are a financial supporter of this ministry, that monthly giving, month after month. It means so much to me. It, it, it means much to God, but it means so much for eternity to those who are hearing the good news for the very first time. You know I don't take any salary or any income from this ministry. I serve it for free. And so you and I are partners together in reaching people for Christ all around the world. In closing, let me just ask you to continue to pray. Pray for me as I pray for you. And pray that God's word will be taught clearly, with compassion, with clarity, uh, with simplicity in this new year. And that it will not only help you as you listen to these broadcasts, but it will help us reach people for Christ and disciple believers and build churches all around the world, especially in the tribes that have never heard the name of Christ. Thanks for your generosity. Thanks for your prayers. And God bless you. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you this year's brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.